media at SAFM with Ashraf Garda. Exploring every media platform and industry. Only on 104 to 107. I suppose we all talk about brand, uh, not we, I suppose, we do talk about brand communication every single Sunday, about many things. And, and one of the aspects of that has got to be how government communicates. So think about this one. How effective is government at communicating? Now, your opinion does matter, and if that's the case, well, if you have strong views on this one, uh, feel free to comment on air, which is always first prize, 0891104207. You can SMS me, 34701, and option three is to tweet. If you are tweeting, tweet at Ashraf Garda and or SFM Radio, but do use the hashtag media show. Right, three guests, all effectively from government, because a few months ago we had a chat where others on the outside were sort of reflecting on, on what government really does in the field of communication. Now, let me get this right if you're going to comment. I don't want you to comment and talk about government projects which are going wrong because that's not communication. We're talking about how they've communicated the projects. There is a difference between the two. So if you speak off the mark, I'll bring it back to where we really want to go. Two, so three guests. Donald uh, Lipoko is with me. He's the acting DG at Government Communications. Donald, good chatting to you once again. Hi. Yes, sir. As per usual on a Sunday morning, Lumka Olifant is on the line, spokesperson for the Department of Social Development. Lumka, appreciate your time. Hi. Hi, and to you, and also to your listeners and the internet over there. Thank you. We also have Joe Maila, who is the spokesperson for the Ministry of Health. Joe, appreciate your time. Hello. Good, good morning, Asaf, and good morning to Lumka and uh, Donald. Thank you. Right. So, Donald, let, let me start with you because you are in this position as DG at, or acting DG at Government Communication. So, if I asked you just an honest opinion, how effective is government at communicating? What would you say? Look, um, my view is that government communications is probably operating at about 70% to 80% uh, in terms of effectiveness. Mm -hmm. um, and the areas where uh, there's room for improvement tends to be more in terms of local government communication. But what you will see uh, at national government particularly is a very rapidly evolving system. There are a lot of innovations and I'm glad that you've invited Joe and Lumka on air. Uh, because they can share with you some of the interventions that they've come up with, that uh, in many instances, world-class communications. Okay, well, uh, and I think you, I mean, you'd agree that's very important. That means whatever government does, one thing is what government does, and we can debate whether the projects are right, but we're not doing that today. The other is, are they talking to people like me and to someone listening right now? Are they communicating with us effectively on all accounts? That's critically important too, isn't it? I think it is critically important. Uh, what we've learned uh, is that what citizens actually want is to have face-to-face -face interactions with government. Um, so our Inviso program it happens to be one of our strongest uh, communication points. What we are learning is that there are deficiencies. So there are new areas of communications like social media where we are still trying to find our feet. But by and large, where we try and look for opportunities to interact and talk directly to, to the public, I think we do particularly well. The one area that's a concern for me is around the frontline service. So mm -hmm. when you are in a queue, when you get to the front of the queue, what is the quality of that interaction? And that's something that we're looking into. Okay, that's an important point. Let, let's uh, get initial thoughts from uh, Lumka Olifant, the spokesperson for the Department of Social Development. Lumka, go ahead, your thoughts on that, on that same question. How effective is government at communicating? I think we, we try Ashraf to uh, to communicate uh, with our people, especially social development. Um, I'm sure Donald has also mentioned the issue of individuals. Social development we are really huge on on going out to communities because we believe that um, 
services need to be in communities. So you'll find us a lot uh, in different communities through our project Megonzo, um, you know, through also our 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 public participation programs. And and the unique thing about our public participation programs, Ashraf, is that um, our ministers sign with the president as part of their KPAs that they will go to communities. Mm-hmm. So we speak in their languages. We we go to them. What they don't understand, they interact directly with their uh, with their principals and um, simplify, you know, and also communities influence policy because what when you go to to to, to communities, we hear how people want governments to operate, how they want policies to be done, and how policies are are, are working for them. So. So we, we 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 kind of do a lot of that, especially at social development, because we work with ordinary people. Yes, Donald has also spoken about the issue of frontline office. With us, we still have a challenge in terms of disability. Uh, you know, when somebody comes in who is disabled, uh, you know, how do we assist them? We do we have those um, do we have those uh, you know services? And confidentiality for people with uh, with disabilities, but I think we we are doing quite fairly well because people understand that they have a voice, mm-hmm. they can participate, they can call someone, you know. And if they don't have a you know joy at a departmental level, they know that there's a presidential uh, line where somebody is going to force departments, okay. you know, to 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 to, to act and. Alright, that's the voice of Lunka Willifon. Let me bring in Joe Maile, who's the spokesperson for Moila Maila rather, the spokesperson for the Ministry of Health. Joe, give me your, your thoughts on this. Well, of course, I think that the government is doing enough uh, to make sure that indeed we are communicating to our people. However, uh, there's still a lot much to be done in order to make sure that indeed people are getting the kind of information or communication that we're taking to them. As we know that um, uh, this time around, access to information is on another level. Uh, people are using things like social media and therefore they know things. Or even if it is that at the level of thinking about something, they can put it out there. And if you don't communicate and you're not accessible at all the time, it becomes a problem. Mm-hmm. That you, you, you're then going to be running after uh, something that you have not created. The best thing to do is to make sure that we all the time find a way of making sure that we are the ones who are writing our own stories and putting them out there so that at least uh, people should have first hand information. But you can only do that if we are always available ourselves. Uh, as information is accessible, we must also be as accessible as it is possible. Mm-hmm. Because I believe that uh, the smile and dial approach don't work anymore in this um, information how we that we are finding ourselves. All right, that's uh, that's the opening thoughts. Now you, as a listener, can certainly communicate on the issue of government communications uh, on the air by calling into 0891-104-207, hashtag media show if you're tweeting to me uh, at Ashraf Ganda, would appreciate that, or SMS is 34701. So how effective is government at communicating? And some examples I'd love to have. You can share that uh, from you know from the president to to. To departments uh, and, and then of course ministries as well and the point brought up by, by Donald Epoko that one of his issues is like the front office right so it, it's interesting Donald we talk about the front office in terms of service delivery issues because the reality is most people will communicate with government or are communicated to by government via, via the media you know meaning 
listening to a, a talk show on radio, watching the news, and even if the president is interviewed by somebody else, effectively he's talking to me. And that's how most others do. The, the sense is that that point that you made, when it comes down to government departments per se, we're not even talking of service delivery, but generally you're quite right. People have a sense that because it's a government department, expect an indifference, expect a, uh, a not media-friendly way of talking to you. Why, why is it that people expect it, and why is that happening? You know, Ashraf, it's, a, it's an important point, and there's a couple of key things that have changed. Uh, I think it's, it's the service expectation of citizens, not just in South Africa, it's a global phenomenon. So governments basically, when they communicate, the communication is based on a traditional broadcasting model. It's one to many. Uh, but what we're seeing now is that there is this really deep-seated sense that uh, citizens want to be spoken to on a one-to-one basis. Mm-hmm. So it's challenging us to, to, to look at it on all of our platforms. Uh, so, so what we're starting to do is we, we're looking at uh, trends like uh, uh, micro-broadcasting. So we look at local and community media specifically to see how it is that we can shape and direct communications that talk uh, to specific communities at a smaller level uh, much more localized and addressing very specific issues instead of trying to have this one-size-fits-all approach. Okay, I want to pick up, Tondila, I see you holding on, we'll get to you in just a minute. Let me want to pick up this issue of, let, let's start from, from, from the public figures in terms of your opinion about how, how the president communicates. Now, now, generally speaking, so the president as well as, as the, the senior cabinet, right? What are your thoughts in terms of, A, accessibility, of, of those individuals, but B, when they do get spoken to in the media, how they actually come across. Are you now asking about my principles? I, I, cer- I certainly am. Well, well, I'm asking about all of them, yeah, in terms of how you see how, how they communicate. I think uh, they are accessible. Um, I, I've, I've, I've hardly read anywhere where people say, uh, you know, uh, a certain department was not available for comment. Uh, you know, and I think uh, as communicators as well, we 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 speak to each other about about accessibility. You know, about knowing that people want to speak to a voice. Um, one of the things I I've seen uh, getting a lot of improvement um, is, is is cluster communication uh, within government. We we seem now to understand why we are in clusters. We seem to understand that we need to talk to each other because. We, you know, we are interdependent on each other. I cannot be talking about the Children's Act uh, without, uh, for instance, Home Affairs, without uh, education, without any other, you know, department. So, um, if we are coordinated as clusters as well, uh, it, it sure means that if we, as well as heads of communication, are available, we make our principals also understand um, that, um, you know. Okay, so so two parts. Accessibility, you're saying uh, yeah. making accessible, and I, and I do agree, I don't think we have an issue really speaking yeah. to a government person relevant to a certain mm-hmm. part, but if, if the note is given is reasonable, mm-hmm. right? Uh, the next point is just when they do communicate, are they very good at, at bringing that message across? Because that's really important. I will come to that in a minute. Let's get some calls uh, from to Mangao. We go to Kongile. Hi. Hi, Asraf. Good talking to you. Thank you. Go ahead, your thoughts. Yeah, look... Ashraf, you, 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 you may, we, we may try to simplify this issue. It's not as simple as we think, mm-hmm. because there's a whole lot of uh, issues that are involved here. One, if uh, I, I want to really echo the sentiments of uh, Donald when he says uh, one, there are two things that we need to look into. One 
is the effectiveness of uh, communications at the local level because as far as if you can do a desktop study, you'd see that a, a communication has moved from either national or provincial government, but to local government where things are actually happening and things are being implemented. And that causes a burden. That imposes a burden to communicators at that level. Secondly, you, you have a, 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 a challenge of making sure that you, from all sectors, involve communities. Because if you are not going to, to involve, communities must be active into, into government, particularly in local government. Because if you are not going to do that, you find it very difficult to communicate. Because for me, uh, as far as the issue of your TV, your print, and what, uh, that thing is, 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 is gradually uh, subsiding in a way. It's true, it's the traditional media that we have to look into. But how do you engage citizens in making sure that they form part of government? Because mm-hmm. if they don't, if, if you don't do that, you are running a risk of okay. having all but, these protests. But what you say, that. you're saying it, it's being done now. I'm talking about just how effective is that is that form of communication. Uh, thanks for that, uh, Paul Kondile. Uh, we'll, we'll get your further opinions in a moment. Three four seven zero one. If you SMSing uh, tweets, I will look at just now to tweet at uh, using the hashtag media show. In fact, some of the SMSs. The problem is uh, what they say at the highest level is not what is practically happening at service delivery level. As ordinary people, we always know them as liars. That's an opinion. Another one saying, uh, will the government tell the people if we choose nuclear energy, we will have a higher probability of having a, a Fukushima that comes from Aaron, right? Try having a phone answer to the majority of public services, example, home affairs. You won't get the phone answer guaranteed. Is this not a communication? Well, precisely whether you're right or wrong, that's the point. We're talking, again, not about the projects, but, but how are these projects actually communicated to you and I and to everybody else listening uh, because that's the, that's the important aspect that we want to touch on. Now, interesting, talking about that, Joe Maile being the spokesperson for the Ministry of Health, it's interesting, when we speak to so many people, for whatever reason, the, the Minister of Health appears to come across as this man who's incredibly enthusiastic when he is being interviewed and therefore, for many people, that equates to very good service delivery. Do, do you see the same thing, the importance of how he conveys his message so that people then buy in as opposed to doing good work but being pretty dry about how that message is communicated? Well, I guess that as far it goes to that level, we want to take it to another level to suggest that suppose um, a, a minister is also talking to something on your show and mm-hmm. people are calling around. What we do as part of our strategy, what we do is that when people call, we immediately call them back so that they must know what it is that we're doing about their specific issue. And that makes um, uh, look like indeed we are effective. We follow up on each and every call or each and every SMS that we get on a particular show. And that accessibility for us uh, makes people understand that indeed there's something that we are doing for them and with them so that we must make sure that indeed uh, service delivery uh, becomes what is supposed to be uh, in this country. Because it is one thing to talk about an issue, but when people are saying at local government, at local level, we don't feel it because it is done at a very broader level. So unless if we go to an extent of making sure that each and every caller, we follow up on that particular person, we talk to that immediately, not even after the show, immediately, so that the person must be able to know what is it that is being done about his or her own issues that he put forward. Okay, important issues. In fact, I, I want to pick up uh, uh, Donald's thoughts on this. Donald Lipoko is the acting DG at Government uh, Communications, right? Now, when, we, when you communicate... Uh, Offhand, there would be you would either respond to to an issue, 
right? Or you'd, you'd be proactive to say, you don't even know about this, we want to just tell you about this in, in the first place, right? Mm. Uh, the, the tools used, I mean, uh, press conferences, making yourself available to one-on-one communications, uh, uh, and that, whether that's radio or TV, uh, social media, give, give us an insight into that strategy. Well, look, um, I think a good example would be to use the uh, the cabinet briefings. So uh, the the system is quite uh, is quite an interesting one. What basically happens is that um, after the cabinet has its deliberation, the following day mm-hmm. we package all of the uh, the work of that cabinet session uh, into a communication opportunity. So we do call a standard press briefing, but we make the content available through live streaming. It's available on right. YouTube. We broadcast it. We make sure that uh, through our facilities, we've got access for for broadcasters. So it's it's on radio and television, community as well as mainstream. What we also do is we live tweet the event as as mm-hmm. we take and, out and that comes from government from GCMS. So yeah, yes, yeah. This, this is being done by government communicators. Right. We are constantly extracting those uh, the, the key highlights. But I think what you what what we probably don't talk about often is how. Um, the, the government communications machinery has started to take on this uh, bigger responsibility. We've got a footprint not just in South Africa, but on, on, on the region. Uh, so the cabinet briefing itself is also translated into Portuguese. It's made available in French. And there's a recognition now that when we communicate, we're doing this in a Southern African setting. Uh, and it's a multilingual environment. It's not just about us and the 11 languages that we uh, you know, have, have proclaimed as official languages, mm, mm. but there are communities that are interested in what is happening in the politics and the economics of South Africa. So, so we've scaled up our communication across different platforms. Well, you see, the, the interesting part, and, and look, I'll comment on this: the how, in, in terms of maybe research that government has done at, at various levels, what does what research say about how how the public perceives how government talks to them? Well, uh, GCIS normally does uh, that on a on a project to project basis. I can give you one of the researches that they've done uh, with Child Protection Week on our campaign. You know, um, and they talk to people about what they understand about this particular campaign. And people, uh, you know, were saying, uh, for instance, that they need to hear more while while we're talking about um, women and rights and their children. But we need to also start talking about um, men and, and not only their responsibilities, but the parents. So um, GCIS would do that for departments. And uh, every day, uh, without fail, uh, 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 Ashraf, if there's a burning issue from a department, they have what is called rapid response. And um, they would actually tell you uh, what is in the newspapers, even sometimes before you even get mm, to the office, mm, mm, to mm. say, look at this. So I'm saying the coordination and the research is normally done. For instance, uh, as well, they would they did a, a, a research about social grants and and you know and services, and and they would tell you that uh, you know people understand the services of or, or, or the different uh, you know grants, but they don't understand this one. How do you get that? So they they would do that uh, continuously on a project to project and campaign to campaign. And even before you start another campaign, because every year those campaigns are you know are happening, and they will give you uh, what what communities are saying um, about children, what children are saying about themselves, you know, about the particular mm, mm, uh, mm, campaigns mm. that we do. So as as I was saying uh, earlier. I'm seeing a more coordinated government communication. There's, um, there's, there's, there's room for improvement. 
uh, uh, Donald was talking to you as well about um, the post-cabinet briefings. Right. If there's something that has uh, that that involves uh, social development, I find ourselves talking to each other to say, Minister Hadid, for instance, won't know the difficulties of a certain policy. Lunga, make sure that you have your people from social development for clarity. You know, so uh, so I'm 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 saying that um, as compared to maybe the earlier years when I joined government, I'm seeing a lot of improvement, a lot of uh, of also community radios. Uh, being used uh, by uh, by our okay, so so, so so very good effort made to to, to get the message across. Uh, just some mm-hmm. some tweets I want to pick out on, uh, and it's really arbitrary. In fact, Temba saying government communication is in dire need. More activist communicators and strategists who understand their job uh, is twenty four seven. Some Kelo saying government is ineffective in the communication space. No email, social media accounts, and the call centres are death. Um, and uh, let me just see if I can pick out a couple more. Uh, Sammy saying people have access to the internet, TV and newspapers but they focus on social networks and entertainment next thing they blame the government so there you are, uh, different thoughts on this one here. now J- Joe um, Maila from the Ministry of Health uh, Donald made the point earlier on um, that in fact uh, your ministry and certainly Department of Social Development as well have come up with very you know, innovative ideas and implementations in terms of how, they, how, how you communicate, share, share those thoughts with us well, one of the things that we have uh, recognized is that we need to make sure that we deal with all the platforms necessary. Every time we identify, we have some particular objectives, we do key messages that will identify with particular target audience so that we must not uh, do one-size-fits-all kind of communication. What we need to make sure is that every time we want to talk to any specific um, um, uh, target audience, we use the necessary platforms that must be effective on that particular community. Mm-hmm. And that will then drive the uh, communication uh, uh, better to the people. But also that we need to make sure that we deal with the issue of trust. And we must restore credibility in what we are saying. That is why, for example, if something happens in the Department of Health, and for some reason I was not aware of it, and it's the public uh, domain, you'll find Lunga calling, hey, Joe, did you respond to this? How are you going to do mm-hmm. So that uh, coordination works very better for all of us. In government, I think that if we can uh, okay. continue to make sure that we do that, we'll, we'll be able to communicate to our people. Effectively. By the way, there's a, there's a Twitter poll that we're doing as well. How effective is government at communicating? And, and there's two answers, either acceptable levels or unacceptable levels. Well, it's very early days, but you can certainly go on Twitter, follow me, and you'll pick it up. Use that hashtag media show. Uh, at the moment, 17% saying acceptable levels, 83% saying unacceptable. It's very, very early days. We'll continue that poll throughout the show, in fact. So do, do vote on that one there. Now, now, are there aspects, uh, Donald, that we haven't touched on? I mean, social media likely, how is, is that, you know, it's interesting. Some people use it disparagingly. In fact, I'm using social media with a bowl right now. It's a good example of that. Right. How important is that? Is that just some sort of vanity or a very important <laughs> line for government to communicate? You know what, uh, Ashraf, I think for us it's, uh, it's not a vanity project. It's, it's actually, it's part of, it's increasingly becoming the core of what we do. And I want to give you two examples. Um, I don't know if you know this, but SAPS has got one of the biggest um, Facebook communities Mm. Uh, in in the government communications network and we're using it primarily for crime reporting and we're also using it uh, to support our our community policing forums so I mean uh, we take it extremely seriously uh, another good example that I want to share with you is one around um, the Department of Health they've got uh, the, the issue of um, 
pregnant mothers. We've developed uh, an application called Mom Connect, which is SMS-driven, which assists young mothers to, to basically cope with motherhood mm-hmm. for the first time. Uh, I mean, Lunka can talk to you at length about, uh, and I'm surprised she didn't bring it up. She just won an international award. Well, Lunka, modesty is not necessarily a good thing uh, when you're doing things well. Tell me about this international award. Go ahead. It's, it's our gender-based violence center where victims of, of GPV, uh, they don't have to be anywhere. They can tell you, uh, you know, what is happening in their homes. They just send a, a, a message or give us a missed call on the number, and um, and uh, we, we can be in touch with them. The Minister of Social Development said that, uh, you know, she wants a, a tool uh, whereby, uh, you know, a woman or anybody for that matter mm-hmm. who is in a position of violence at home is able to talk to a social worker at any time because we have a problem of convictions in the country. Uh, uh, you know, when it comes to gender-based violence. And she is saying that, um, you know, if it's urgent, be able to talk to a social worker and also be able to talk to SAPS. So if we, if, if we take a call to the police, for instance, it gets, um, it gets priority as well. And, and sometimes women don't want to talk to anyone. They just want to check about what is happening in their lives without necessarily uh, opening the so, case. And, and, and how but effective has that been in terms of women now using that tool? It's, 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 it's done very well, Ashraf. We have won gold um, uh, in, you know, in Las Vegas last week uh, as one of the most innovative uh, tools uh, uh, you know, uh, that, that is in the fight against gender-based violence. Um, yeah, and I'm sure you guys uh, saw last week um, when we went to collect that award. Okay, well, they were gold in Las Vegas, not hitting the jackpot in Las Vegas, I understand. Certainly <laughs> from Luca Olipan. Joe, Joe Maila, just let me share some things, one of the things that you guys have done very quickly for the Minister of Health. Well, over and above the mom connect, it works uh, wonders because it is an opportunity where even uh, pregnant mothers themselves are able to, to tell us what it is that they are experiencing at, 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 at their level, uh, where they are at the facilities. But also we did a youth app where we are able to communicate with young people about health issues in general, but also that we have another one that talks to the workers, health workers in our facilities, uh, that we put guidelines on, for example, the treatment of HIV and AIDS. The app is there on the fingertips, so those are some of the innovations that we have in the department to ensure that we take communication at another level. Okay, what, what I want to pick up on then is, is Donald, so, some of the, the accolades that we, that we just spoke about right now, right? Mm. What, I, I'm going to say that some people are going to be surprised, so we, we don't know that. Mm. How much of a fanfare is made in, in, with, with, the, with, the, with the accolades with regard to communication so that everybody knows about it? And how then do you get that balance right between too much fanfare, which sounds like just, again, vanity, or no, it's important that the public knows what we're doing? Yeah, I think uh, it kind of goes back to the point that Gondile made at the beginning. Uh, what is wh- why? Are, why do we exist? Mm. Why do mm. we have government communications? And, and I have a, I have a simple view on it. I mean, uh, we are our primary responsibility in our work is to really strengthen and entrench uh, democracy. Uh, and I think it's a constitutional right. So access to information is a, is is really critical um, for communities for citizens to participate in the democracy. So uh, our challenge is around resources. If, if we were Apple, I think we would spend more money boasting about the things that we do. 
but our focus really is on making sure that communities are able to engage with government and they're able to be better informed about uh, the information that is in government and what the, the work of government is in order to empower themselves. Okay. So, some comments I'll just pick up by SMS before we wrap up then. Will the government tell the people, uh, rather, the, let me just pick up, well, hold it, let me get this right. Namal in the Free State, government communication is very poor. Our town is the least developed in the Free State. Uh, victimization is the order of the day. The government in KZN seems to be very effective in their communication. They're holding bezos in different villages and townships. Uh, Supra in the Northwest had the same energy when he came in, but I don't see it happening. Uh, now, KZN could teach the other provinces and other arms of government how to communicate from Jack. Uh, are there the serious complaints, uh, the very serious complaint of the SAPS ombudsman phoned twice for feedback and uh, for four months down the line, no response. Uh, so again, you're getting this, this cross-section. I'll, I'll look at some others as well just before we wrap up. But having said that, right, uh, Donald, I would just want to go back to you and start with you as we, as we sort of wrap up here. The, h- how much effort goes into training government uh, officials who, who face the media so that when they come across they they sincere uh, they obviously speak they speak the truth there's, there's a sense of objectivity but also that they also come across very convincing and, and, they, and they understand that they need to play in the media space in a very very friendly way because it's, it's an entertainment form no matter what even as you and I talk right now I have to be honest with you Ashraf it, it is a huge huge uh, responsibility to communicate government's work um, and, and of course what you want to do at all times is to, to avoid spin uh, you don't want to, to over promise uh, you know it's not like uh, consumer brands you really have to be careful in terms of what you put out there so yes we pay a lot of attention to it in fact we, we do that from uh, through all the levels of government including uh, the ministers um, and one of the devices that we have is to focus on very clear key messages so that there is uniformity in our approach uh, and we are speaking in a very consistent tone and manner. Um, so, of course, most of the, the, the communication that we develop uh, is, is based on the policies of government. That must be our starting point, and it's then influenced by what our understanding is of the reality of government's ability to deliver at any given time. Now, we, we obviously uh, invest in training communicators. We have our own workshops that are ongoing. Uh, every quarter we meet different sections. So if it's not a government communicators forum, we're meeting internal communicators and so on. I think that the, the area that I think we probably should be focusing more on is how do we make that information uh, more accessible? You know, I've picked up that we're not doing enough communication in all the languages. We have a, a bias mm. towards English, mm. Um, mm. You know, and, and I think as a result we tend to be excluding some of the important conversations that should be happening on the ground. Um, so, so for me, uh, there, there's, there's one of your uh, tweeters there spoken about activist communication. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, 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 it's not a, a, a lack of wanting to do it. I, I think where we are in the space right now is we're also trying to, to learn and understand more about how it is that we should be communicating better with the public. Yeah, good point. Okay, let, let's wrap up. Lumka, what do you find? I'll give you the last thoughts on this. Yes, and uh, to add on to what Donald has just said, not only uh, bias to English, but also we are not accessible for our disabled people. Um, one of my colleagues was, was telling me that she was SMSing uh, with this, um, with this uh, ordinary citizen. He just rocked up to the office at GCIS, and um, he was signing, and there was no one who, who could sign for, with him. But he was effectively writing an SMS when they were communicating before. 
So we also need a lot of improvement in that disability as well, uh, you know, whether in other broadcasters as well. SABC, I know, tries a lot, uh, you know, but other broadcasters uh, have zero, uh, you know, accessibility in terms of um, people with disabilities. Well, that's an important one. And Saber Jasper is saying that their broadband has a nationwide footprint it's, uh, and it's freely available cost-wise. We can participate as citizens uh, democracy freely that is according to him tweet using the media show hashtag I'll also tell you more about that vote plan in just a second as we wrap up here just last thing Donald uh, the president on social media on Twitter mm. uh, massive following because he's the president mm. there's a clear sense he doesn't tweet himself in fact he's, he's ineffective why, why is that uh, I mean, see, it doesn't have a social media voice although there's a Twitter handle in his name yeah I think uh, you have to tailor your communications tools to the personality of, of, of whoever it is that you you're working with as a client. So now, uh, the president has a very high EQ. So he prefers to talk and engage with people, and he's a very good listener. He does that one on one, which is why we've put a, a great deal of focus in increasing the uh, the possibilities for people to interact with him. So you build your communication strategy around the strengths of the individual. Um, now our view uh, is that if you know that those are his strengths, you are using the other media types to actually amplify his communications messaging. Um, and you're quite right that he does have a team of people who are tweeting uh, and posting um, as part of the communications team. Uh, but one of the key things about communications is it has to be authentic. So, you know, you must be true to, to, to the client, you must be true to, to the message as well. So every every minister basically and like any other individual you create a different set of communication tools I, I allow agree them I mean Kile is not the president and they can't yeah. you, you can't force them to speak the same no, language no, they can't. have a different style okay, okay that's where we're going to leave it maybe that's an interesting one just uh, social media and and uh, members of, of government, how they do it. A discussion maybe for another time. In fact, Donald Epoko, thanks for your time. Lumka Wolifan, appreciate your input. And Joe Maila, appreciate your input as well.